Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today on the Inspired to Action podcast. Today, we're talking all about getting back to the essentials. I'm chatting with my friend Casey Johnson, and she blogs at smartermoms.wordpress.com, and she recently wrote a book called Mom Essentials. And I don't know about y'all, but this summer I have realized what the essentials are. I've been so used to my kids being in school and having a routine, and then this summer just kind of sideswiped me. All those things that I used to do while they were studying, now I have to do while they're running around and we're trying to get stuff done. And so in a sense, it's been helpful because I've realized what the essentials are. But I still need to figure out how to balance all that in the midst of school when it starts up again. And so I'm really excited to chat with Casey today. And um, we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. Hey, Casey. Hello. So good to be with you. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm kind of in the same boat. My oldest is at camp right now, and I'm not sure what it's like to only have two children in the house. So we're we're trying to figure out what normal is still, and we're almost done with summer. <laughs> I know. It's gone by so incredibly fast. I feel like everything goes by fast. Yes. What is that that famous quote from moms? The, the days are long, but the years are short. Short. That's exactly right. Exactly. I, it's amazing. I, I just think that is, there couldn't be anything truer about motherhood. The days are long, but the years are short because some days, especially during the summer, are just really, really long. But then by the time it's ending, I'm like, no, I want more summer. Yes. So, okay. So I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about you and your family. Uh, we live in Kansas City. My husband, Matt, and I have been married for 14 years and we have Three little boys, even have a boy puppy. I guess I'm kind of <laughs> like the queen. I don't let any girls in the house, at least not yet. Um, we're in a di- different phase. My oldest is headed to middle school next year, which is what I teach. I teach sixth, seventh, oh. and eighth. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what it's like to be with middle schoolers all day and then to come home and try to raise one. It's mm-hmm. going to be different. Um, Our other two will be in second and fifth grade, and um, this is going to be our first year to transition from private school to putting everyone in public school. So lots of praying and um, trusting. Uh, My husband's getting ready to transition jobs. So I just feel like right now um, I am... It's funny because this book, I've been writing it for three years, but it came out just here on July 1st. And I have needed these reminders more than anyone else to get back to the essentials and just focus on what I know to be true because we have a lot of unknowns in our world right now. And I am so thankful that I can hold tight to Scripture and um, focus on what God's taught me so far and just what He's going to teach me next. That's so good. And honestly, I think that's a great point 
for any mom, whether you are a writer or a blogger or not. There is such value in journaling and processing your thoughts and, mm. and working through things. And, and it's hard because you kind of have to struggle and think deeper instead of letting it just bounce around your head. But once you do that, it can be it can come back to you and add such value. You know, like you worked. I mean, I, I've never written a book, so I can't imagine how much work that takes. But, you know, you had to sit and really think about one topic for a really long time and write a whole bunch of words about it. And so it just helped you to to filter things out, to come down to some really fine points. And I love how God's brought it back to you just at the time that you needed it. I know I've gone back and read old blog posts, and I was like, oh, wow, I said that? That's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's really helpful to me right now. And so just for all the moms listening, whether you think you can write or you don't think you can write, I think it will really help you to write and yes. and to work through everything that God is teaching you and put it down on paper, whether it's beneficial for you or for your children or for your grandchildren, who knows what will come of it. But I know just the process of writing it down can be so uh, honestly therapeutic and, and, and helpful uh, as we journey along in motherhood. And I have to say, Casey... We might need to start a support group because uh, my kids are pretty much the same age and we're transitioning our two oldest who have known nothing but this one cozy private Christian school. And now we're transitioning them into some massive public schools and I might need therapy. I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't decided yet. (laughs) Yes, let's let's create a support group. Uh, It may be in the middle of the night when we meet. Right. Yes, praying a hedge of protection and hoping the foundation we've given them will be enough. I tell you, this is faith in action, and mm-hmm. it is not easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good time. My, my One of my thought processes was, especially for my oldest, um, while she still values my opinion, while she still mm. um, wants to hang out with me and thinks that a date with me is the highlight of the week— that's kind of when I when I want her to, you know, be exposed to a wider variety of people and situations so that I know she's still going to come back to me and ask those questions and have those conversations with me. Um, so that's sort of that was part of our thinking process in the whole journey. So I'm interested to see if that will actually be the benefit that, that I hope it to be. I hope so. I hope so. I'm sure it will be. So what inspired you to write this book? Uh, You know, my first adventures in writing came with my first book, Seven Ways to Be a Smarter Mom. And it was written when I was literally in the trenches of raising toddlers and babies and preschoolers who just need a constant structure and activity. And um, this it was like this never ending uh, desire to be that Pinterest mom and all these things. And I, it just wasn't going to happen for me, but I did find that my one gift that I could bring to the table was my training as an educator. And so all those tools I used to use in my classroom with visuals and communicating the plan for the day and organizational skills, I pulled all that into my home, rearranged it a little And all of a sudden found other moms were wanting to know what I was doing. And that was a fantastic resource. And I'm so glad God gave me those words. But now that my children are older, it's becoming a different, they need something different from me. Mm -hmm. And what they need, I'm finding, is much more draining because it's this emotional 
support and um, I'm navigating these waters of, uh, hey, you're not going to roll your eyes. Let's try that again. And watch your tone of voice. And and now I'm constantly on top of things that I I just didn't know we're going to take so much energy and I find myself depleted and I find myself giving and giving and giving. And, um, you know, I always say, how can I be poured out and still stay filled up? And, um, that's where this Bible study came from. I just felt God pulling on my heart and saying, I need you to tell mothers that they are more than the activities and the issues they are dealing with. They are more than the plans that they're making. And those things are good and they are necessary, but I have a plan for them. And I am using those daily activities to create women who are changing the world and that it is okay to feel exhausted. But if we can just hang on and remember that God is on our side and that we are literally living out his plan, um, it just brings a sense of renewal and purpose beyond our daily activity. And and that's really where it came from was get back to scripture, get back to that prayer time, even if it's just short and reconnect with your creator because, oh, the plans he has for you and your children, make sure you can still see them amongst all the daily, almost tedious things that are taking your energy right now. So for the mom who's listening and is like, yes, I need that. I love that. How do they change their focus from the daily? How do they pull themselves away from, you know, the constant requests for more Cheerios or the need to change another diaper or, you know, the kids needing to run from here to there? We're actually recording this podcast in the midst of dropping one kid off at camp and I have another kid going to a pool party. And so, (laughs) you know, it just I'm sure everybody listening can relate to that. There are just a million things happening and it's so easy for that to feel like the important thing. Uh, was it Dwight Eisenhower that did the four quadrants of, um, I, don't know, I guess, tasks? There's like the urgent, the important, the not urgent, the not important. And so you like put your tasks and uh, do you know what I'm talking about? No, but now I really want to know because okay. that's incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of a nerd when it comes to productivity. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so it's like this, if you can imagine four squares and and one is labeled urgent, and then the next one next to it is labeled important, and then below important is not important, and below urgent is not urgent. And so basically, you identify your tasks, and the ones that meet both the urgent and important are the actually the ones that you need to focus on. There's a lot of things that are urgent, but they're not actually important. And so wow. those are the ones we don't need to focus on. And so just like in daily life, when we feel like, oh, no, my child has watched 31 minutes of TV, and that's beyond our daily television threshold, that would qualify with a not important thing. So yeah. I'm babbling a little bit, but how do we how do we take our focus off those things that seem so urgent and get our focus on the things that are important but aren't screaming for our attention? Well, and, you know, you really hit on what is the total foundation of this entire study is deciding what is essential and what is extra. And for each of us, that's going to be different. And for me, I really did ask myself, how do I decide what's essential? And what I really came up with was if that event, that person or that activity did not happen in my day, what would the immediate or long-term effect be? Um, If I don't have time with my children, or if I don't go exercise, or if I don't 
have that cup of coffee, you know, what is the repercussions of it? And for some of us, it can be very severe or it can be truly negative. And then if I think, well, if I don't have that, it really doesn't affect me that much, then I can probably say that that's an extra. And I want to make sure I keep all those extras in perspective and I don't give them so much time and energy. Um, I'm going to be honest for me, making beds is an extra in my life. I don't care if beds are made. They get put back in. And I know for some women, if the beds aren't made, it just drives them nuts and they just can't think of anything else. Then that's an essential for you. There's no right or wrong. It's just knowing ourselves so well and being able to prioritize things that we, like you said, we decide what is urgent, what's important and what's really necessary right now so that we don't waste any of our time on the extra stuff that's just going to distract us. I really love that question. What are the repercussions if this doesn't get done? That is, that's really good because I, I know for me, I can get emotionally worked up about a situation, whether it's getting out the door on time um, or, you know, making dinner and, and having everything timed well or just whatever it is. But half the time of the things that I actually get worked up about, the repercussions are negligible. Nobody yeah. will actually remember tomorrow whether or not I got that thing done. And so, I, wow, that's a really, I'm, I'm inspired by that question uh, because it just helps us focus on what's yes. actually, what's actually essential because usually what we think to be important is what we feel like is important. But if we step back and actually ask that question, honestly, I think it would transform what we do every day and how we respond to situations. There is, um, a, an author, I'm trying to remember his name. He's like a sports psychologist and he wrote, he like helped the St. Louis Cardinals win a world series. And he also works with business executives. I'm forgetting his name at the moment. Anyway, he talks about having a certain level of alertness and knowing your alertness for various situations and on like a scale of one to 10. So for, for an athlete, if they're at the free throw line in the middle of a game, they might have an alert alertness level of like a five because it's the middle of the game. But if it's okay. at the end of the game, they'd have an alertness level of 10 because like this is the game winning shot. And so he talks about in business or in life or whatever to be aware of what alertness levels different situations require because a lot of times we can just get really worked up about something and and have that alertness level of 10 and waste all that energy when actually we only need an alertness level of like a three. So, for, you know, if I'm trying to get my kids out the door and get them somewhere on time, I might be at a 10. But if I actually asked that question that you're asking, what are the repercussions of this not getting done? It would help me realize I really only need to get an alertness level of about a three right now because I don't need to be worked up about this. And just that logic um, helps yeah. me to, to calm myself down and not get worked up about different things. Um, so how do we figure out? Like, is it a ton of work to sit down and figure out what all of our essentials are? What's the process of uh, uh, sitting down and working through things and saying, okay, what are my essentials? Or is it just as we go through our day, thing by thing, we kind of evaluate? Well, I, you know, in, in the in the study, I actually provide space, a, a table for you to write down um, the things you really do think are essential and then identify them as uh, physical, financial, spiritual, emotional. You know, there are so many different areas of our life where we do have needs and different things fill those needs. Um, but what I have found interesting is, as I've talked to women, they have filled that chart out 
And then they've gone a couple of days and they've had to go back and erase things <laughs> because mm-hmm. until we live it and we try it, it's just parenting is messy. Life is unknown. And you know what? If if my kid is diagnosed with a terminal illness, guess what moves to the top of my essential list? Right. Fighting that disease and that kid. And I don't think I can ever remain static or um, set in stone about what my essentials are in the sense of the world around me and the activities. But the only thing I really believe I can remain uh, really set in stone about is what I need spiritually in my essential growth for who I am as a woman and what that means for me in time in the word, time with other moms who can help guide my way and encourage me, um, blogs that I read and devotionals that really are kind of like my life source, my, my reconnection to what really matters. And then I use that as a tool to see everything else happening in my day. And that mm-hmm. becomes my filter to decide what is essential in this moment with this child and with this situation. And so if I don't get back to the essentials of my spiritual growth and my connection with my creator, I will probably always be questioning myself and wondering, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? I- I've got to get back to who I am through the eyes of Christ and let him help me see my children and my family and my calling through his eyes too. That's so good. You know, and I would challenge everybody listening to schedule time sometime, let's say in the next month with a friend, with a family member, like maybe you have a mom or a sister or a cousin um, to grab a copy of this book and go through it because especially as moms, there's always something happening, always something going on. and, And it is hard to stop mm-hmm. and take a step back and really process through what we feel is essential. And on top of that, sometimes it's really hard to stop and take a step back and spend time with the Lord consistently. And so yes. I love that you, Casey, have just combined that all together into one thing. And so it's something that you could work through with a friend or a family member or you know just another mom that you know at church. What you could say, "Hey, I, we've met a couple times, but would you like to go through this with me?" And honestly, I don't know many moms who wouldn't jump at the opportunity to be more pur- purposeful in their motherhood and to grow in their relationship with the Lord. So um, I love that you've created this resource for people, and I know you have a heart for for mentoring um, of mothers. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. I do. I really, you know, it's it's the Paul, Timothy, Barnabas kind of structure from Scripture where we really need to have someone who's a bit ahead of us on the journey and someone who's a bit behind us on the journey to help round out our uh, perspective and our understanding of where we stand in our journey. And I would love to see this resource bring women together in a community, in churches, um, I know I work a lot with mops groups and they have wonderful mentor moms and they have the young new ones. And I really wrote this book with uh, those kind of groups in mind or women who have a desire to bring unity to their church so that um, the scripture is what unifies us. But the sharing and the connection comes through sharing of stories. And what was the hardest thing that you encountered when you were raising your children? And what do you fear the most about the future? All of us can answer those questions. They're going to be different depending on our age and where our children are. But boy, I can learn so much from listening to a woman who's getting ready to send a kid off to college 
talk about perspective. And I can learn so much from a woman who's still raising a toddler to remember how tough those years were and how can I support her and help her through this. And um, I know the, the videos that we created, there's a video you watch at the beginning and at the end, they really set the tone for uh, an opening and a closure that I think will help all women feel needed and feel uh, unified in their purpose with this, that, oh, I don't have small children at home anymore. No, you're still a mother. We want to hear from you. You still have so much to offer our community and us as women. And the leader's guide that's created, it's, it's all free resources, but everything's done for you. The discussion questions and uh, a schedule for how to read through the book if you want it. If you don't want it, leave it aside. Trust yourself. I just would love to see women who maybe don't have young children at home anymore still feel as though they have something to give and that they're being asked to share their perspective and their growth. And for those women to be challenged, to not forget how precious they are and what an excellent job they did as mothers and to enjoy the journey into being a grandma or uh, being an older woman who helps the younger moms along the way. And I think that's something so needed because so often older women are intimidated honestly by by younger women just they're younger and life is different now and raising children is different now and they wonder if you know it feels it feels a bit maybe vain to go up and say I would like to mentor you and so what yes. I love about this is that it just provides that resource and you don't even need to say hey I want you to mentor me through this book you say hey can we go through this book together I would love to hear your perspective from what you learned in your journey and, and just grabbing a couple people and getting together because, I, man, I am just so passionate about being purposeful and being intentional. And odds are nobody is going to walk up to any of us and say, hey, I want to mentor you. If we want to learn and we want to grow, we need to go out there and make it happen. We mm. need to get people and gather them around us and say, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I have this little discussion guide and I have this book or whatever it is that you want to do. And I'm just going to gather people together and let's just walk this journey together. And yeah, I, I'm a part of, I think, probably like three or four different, um, I guess you could call them accountability groups. They're mastermind groups. And one of them is for uh, blogging. One of them is for fitness. And one, we talk a lot about mom stuff. And so, you know, none of us are experts, none of us are anything, but we've just been intentional about gathering other women around us that are growing and learning. They say that um, people are the sum of the five people that they surround themselves with. Uh -huh. And so I challenge just every one of you to be proactive. You don't have to know everything. You just need to be the person who actually steps out and takes action and um, gather some women together. You know, this book is awesome. Whatever you do, whether it, whether your focus is going to be fitness or whether it's going to be um, motherhood or Bible study or whatever, I just really challenge everybody listening to be proactive and form some sort of group. You could do it on Twitter or on Facebook, or you could do Google Hangouts, or you can meet for coffee, or if you have little kids. Honestly, we have a um, I, I, all, all of my little mastermind groups are on a thing called Voxer. Have you heard of that, Casey? No, it's an app for iPhone and I think for other platforms as well. But it's kind of like texting, except you can leave a message and then other people can listen to it whenever they want to. And then they leave a message. That's so, so cool. So it's like if everybody's in the it feels like everybody's in the same room all talking and it'll just kind of go off if we are all talking at the same time. But if I don't have time to listen, 
I can go back at the end of the day and listen to everybody's messages. So just you don't have to be in the same city as the person that you go through something like um, Mom Essentials with. You could be across the world. My groups, we have people all over the country. So, um, yeah, I just really, really, I just think it's so important that you, that you not walk this journey alone. And I love, Casey, that you've created this resource for them to be able to gather people together and to walk through it. So I, I double dog dare anybody. If you get this book, <laughs> grab somebody else to walk through it with. Okay. You've been officially double dog dared. Uh, Casey, where can people find it online? You know, I found it's cheapest at Barnes and Noble. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but free shipping uh, on Amazon is the best if you order as a group, you know, perhaps. Or um, it's interesting. I've had churches even say, we want our mom's group to do this. We're going to cover, you know, $10 of the book. We need the moms to cover the other two or three. And the moms group does it and the churches are helping support. And I would challenge any mom who is leading a group or uh, wants to begin this to even go to your church and say, um, I'm going to get some neighbors together, but I don't want this to be a financial burden. You know, the books, I think, are $11, $12 a piece. Uh, some sites, they're 16 But to say, can you help me, support me in this? And you know what? They will. Uh, they they have a heart for moms as well. And uh, I think Amazon.com is probably the easiest and best along with Barnes & Noble. I think Mardell's carries it. I'm not sure about Lifeway. We might have to call them. But all the videos and the leader's guide is on my website right now. Like anyone could go watch the opening video now and see if you think this is something you want to do. Um, there's a worksheet that you print out if you want to, to fill out and things. Um, on my blog, there's also videos about why I wrote it and which essential I think is most important and just kind of some behind the scenes things. So I would encourage people to go do some research and just see if it sounds like something that would fit for you and your community of friends or the, like you said, people even across the United States that you just have a connection with and you want to continue growing with them. Very cool. And where can people find you online? What social media places, all that? You know, we have, we have Facebook, uh, Smarter Moms. Um, we're on Twitter with Smart Mamas at Smart Mamas. And um, of course, our blog is smarter-moms.com. Um, and um, really, those are probably the three best places to find us. Yeah. Fantastic. Casey, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I really appreciate it. I know your summer is busy, just like mine. So I'm thankful that you took the time out to, to share your heart with everybody listening today. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you for being such an encouragement to my heart and spirit. I've, I've followed you and I just keep going, girl. You are amazing. You have a gift and you are such an inspiration to all of us. So uh, please know that uh, I'm your biggest fan and supporter and so happy to be on this journey with you. Well, shoot, you can be on the podcast anytime if you're going to say <laughs> nice stuff like that. <laughs> and, I, and I make great cookies. So I'll <laughs> <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Casey, you have an awesome rest of the day and we will chat with you again soon. Thanks. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. 
Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercy. May my th-